Podcast Revolution Network presents The Way with Noah. special edition of The Way with Anoa. A little short, but sweet and awesome. Um, This was another one of the really great conversations I had in the last several weeks. Um, You know, everyone has been recent, you know, recent months has been so keyed on, you know, West Virginia and other places because we got a, you know, a, a primary Joe Manchin and we got to do this and we, we got to reach those people that voted for, you know, who but what 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 I have found few people have actually done, not saying no one has done it, but few people have actually done in many situations we see this where folks get really riled up and excited um, on, on the national level about what needs to be done, who needs to be where. Fewer actually take the time to talk to people on the ground. I'm looking forward to having other follow up con- uh, conversations with Katrina as well as other, you know, folks, organizers, activists. And community folks that I do know and hopefully people will put me in touch with other wonderful people to talk to. This was a, a short version of a much longer in-depth conversation. Um, but we had a really great chat and uh, and I really think it's, like I said, it's to talk to people about where they are, who they are and why they're doing what they're doing. As well as to get a glimpse into the work that's happening, right? Because we see you know, people are upset about Joe Manchin, but to actually see or, or actually walk through someone else's eyes, what's happening at the local level, where they are, what are their challenges, what are, or what they see the challenges are, right? Because no one person has the absolute perfect answer for what is going on. But at the same time, there is definitely a broader framework, a, 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 a point of, 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 of building, um, so if we're really serious about helping to change the tide in some of these, you know, states and communities, we, we got to start with building relationships, building trust and having honest conversations with people about what's going on in the ground. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses, opportunities, et cetera? So tune in to this conversation, to this chat. We'll definitely have a more detailed conversation coming up very soon. Um, and let me know what you think. All right. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I am hanging in there. Um, doing pretty well. You know, things are moving along. So, uh, uh, you know, there's been so much going on since we first started, you know, getting in touch over, uh, you know, basically we first connected over this whole effort to, to um, impeach, not impeach, oops, <laughs> wrong person. Um <laughs> To, to primary, you know, Senator Joe Manchin, um, he's a very interesting character. Um, can you tell us just a little, just tell me a little bit about like, you know, the group and some of the, some of your thoughts about um, that whole uh, like possibility? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been talking to people all across the state from the northern panhandle down to the, you know, southern portion of the state mm-hmm. about, um, you know, what people are looking for in West Virginia as far as uh, who is representing them. 
And one thing that I have picked up on and that people are agreeing on uh, on both sides of the aisle, as well as, um, you know, people who are deciding to run is that we need to uh, primary Joe Manchin. We need mm-hmm. to get him out of office, uh, mainly because of the entourage that he brings with him into the political realm in West Virginia. Um, you know, his cousin is the, uh, the the head of the Democratic Party, the chair of the Democratic Party for West Virginia. Um, his wife is the head of the education uh, here in West Virginia. He has other family members who are, um, you know, on boards and who are superintendents, uh, et cetera. So, his roots run deep here, and it has been keeping the people of West Virginia suppressed mm-hmm. um, and kind of living in a lie. And I know, like I said, everybody here that I've spoken to on both sides of the aisle are ready to see that change. And um, so it's been really exciting to see people um, step up, uh, you know, local grassroots people who are considering running against him or running against um you know, people locally who um, oh, would help in this effort. Very interesting. Yeah. So looking at not just, you know, but looking at the whole pipeline of power almost um, and, and where can people be challenged all along that versus just targeting him, but looking at really mm-hmm. remaking the fabric of what the party is. That's interesting. Absolutely. That's really interesting. Yeah. And go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, and also, you know, one of the things that we realize here, even though um, a lot of people who identify as, uh, you know, democratic or more left-leaning, um, we understand that, you know, it may get down to the to the wire as far as, you know, having to vote Republican mm-hmm. to change, you know, to, to enact the change that we're wanting to see uh, on the bigger scale. Um, it's a bullet that we're going to have to bite, <laughs> uh, potentially, but, you know, we have some really amazing, um, you know, left leaning people who we're hoping who will run against him. So, yeah. Um, so just, yeah, just, I was thinking about, thinking about just some of just, just the pollsters from people you've talked to other supporters, et cetera, just thinking about, because, you know, people scoff at the idea because West Virginia does has in the last, I don't have many, several presidential election cycles has, you know, gone Republican, um, mm-hmm. you know, the state house until recently, one thing I point out to everyone is that, that while that may be true, the state house until 2014 was democratically controlled. You know, the governor has right. been democratically controlled for quite some time as well. So, I mean, it's a very interesting mixture in West Virginia, right? Where you do see like overall, you know, Republican candidates for president winning the state, but primarily in the past, it's it's been a democratically controlled state at this you know at the state level um so just in thinking about you know just 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 in being able to remake and and excuse me and do things in the party like like people you know i've 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 heard the challenge that you know West Virginia is so conservative and so this, but it just seems like people are really receptive to values that put people first, regardless of what the label or brand you're putting on it or party you're affiliating with absolutely. Um, I think case in point with that was uh, this past primary, um, seeing Bernie Sanders win all 55 counties mm. uh, mm-hmm. and knowing that our state house has turned red right. recently and it was it was blue for 80 plus years. Right. Um, but it did turn red recently. And then 
But at the same time, seeing somebody like Bernie Sanders, who's a self-proclaimed democratic socialist, uh, you know, win all 55 of our counties was, was pretty astounding and spoke volumes to the fact that, yes, we may be technically a red state at this point, but really people just want change. And they're, they're not seeing that change from the Democratic Party, which is why they, you know, they change over to the Republican side. Um, but then really Bernie was speaking to the pain and the hurt and, um, you know, the immobilization of West Virginians. So, yeah. Definitely. So, just think about some of your your own experience, right? There's so much, you know, West Virginia has been in the spotlight, obviously, because it is a place that, you know, stands to lose a lot if Trump either cuts certain programs or doesn't deliver on certain promises, like promises made to coal miners, for example, during during the, the, the election process. Um, even just looking at the Republican attempts to undermine and gut uh, uh, the American, the, the ACA. I mean, West Virginia uh, seems like in this post campaign cycle has seemed like it's ground zero for winning over the quote unquote, you know, working poor um, in rural America. And, and, but we've seen though, like we just talked about this receptive, but there's so many issues that aren't being addressed. And I know one that you specifically raised um, during the recent town halls that, that some elective officials were doing, Senator Manchin did a town hall and, and you were raising um, particular issues and concerns um, in terms of uh, the large numbers of, of um, oh, excuse me, the large numbers of, I believe was, was uh, overdoses, correct? Or mm-hmm, correct. I think if I remember, remember, cause I remember you, you were, you were fiery. <laughs> <laughs> you got up to your time to answer your question. So can you just talk to me a little bit about kind of what what is going on and, and what is the what is going on? What was the issue you raised with Senator Manchin? And then kind of how sure. do you see it playing out in your local community? Right. Um, so when I asked my question at the Morgantown Town Hall uh, with Senator Manchin, mm-hmm. I had just recently lost a friend of mine um, who I was very close with. And so it was a very personal issue for me. And, you know, she didn't technically, she didn't die from uh, a drug overdose. Uh, She committed suicide, but it was a repercussion of the pharmaceutical industry. And, um, and, and it also, you know, my, my fieriness kind of stemmed from seeing him laugh off some of the questions that people had brought up to him at the Charleston town hall. And, you know, I really just kind of wanted to bring it around full circle and be and and confront him and saying, look, this is what you said a couple of days ago. This is what people are really dealing with on a personal level. And so how are you adequately representing us um, when you're you're not listening to us and you're laughing us off and you're you're turning our pain into a joke? Mm -hmm. And um, and, uh, you know, I feel like that resonated with everyone there because, uh, you know, we'd all, most of us had seen the Charleston town hall and most of us have seen his voting record and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of where he leans and, uh, yeah, we're just, we're, we're pretty much sick of it. We're, we're ready to see him actually represent the wants and needs of the people of West Virginia. Um, so yeah, the drug, the drug overdose epidemic here is, staggering. It is one of the worst in the country mm-hmm. uh, for, for many reasons. And, you know, here locally in our state house, 
this past uh, session, which just ended, one of the amazing things that came out of it was um, the passing of a medical marijuana bill, which oh, we are okay. still waiting. Yeah, we're still waiting for the governor to sign it. Um, the House, uh, you know, did amend it and took a lot of, of the good things out of it that would have helped people here in West Virginia, but it is a small step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's exactly the kind of change that we're looking for here. So that sounds, that's very, very promising. Um, Mm -hmm. So hopefully that, that does, you know, get signed. I know I saw a couple of different people, um, you know, mentioning, mentioning that, but, uh, you know, just thinking about even just, just going back to mansion for a second, when you're talking about the entourage Mm -hmm. that he brings with him, just even thinking about the current governor right um Mm -hmm. i mean you know jim justice up until what a year and a half two years ago was a republican um (laughs) right yeah right up until right up until he filed his papers right up until he filed his papers to run as governor right and 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 he has had joe manchin in his ear the whole process um and he Mm -hmm. just pulled the crazy i've seen i've i've seen you know having lived in west virginia and still have so many friends there i see a couple i see posts you know about his little stunts and stuff and like I saw him, you know, with bullcrap when he's talking about, you know, the budget and stuff. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. it just seems like our 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 democracy and 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 the people who have been entrusted to help take us to the next level are making a mockery out of, mm-hmm. you know, so much that has been built before them, and and what should be mm-hmm. tools for creating change. <laughs> Um, it's just being like, you know, laughed off and, and ignored and disregarded. And, and I'm just, I, you know, I just looked at, looked at a clip of him and I'm just like, what, what could actually go through somebody's head that they're even doing this? I know people, you know, people joke like, oh, West Virginia has their own Trump, but like, you know, justice as a Democrat and for Democrats to have accepted him and voted for him and stuff. It, it, it's, it's astounding. I think when you think about the, the type of change that is really necessary, not just in terms of replacing people, but in really helping to inspire and remake, it seems like the conscious of the party locally. Absolutely. Um, you know, Jim Justice is the perfect example of the type of, uh, you know, leadership they're trying to implement here in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, there's no clear divide between the left and the right, which is why the people here are so confused as to who they should really be voting for. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like I said, there's really no clear example of that than our governor. Um, now, when it comes to the actual bull crap that he had on the, um, on the budget bill, that is, that, that is just, I hate to say it, but it's, it's typical Jim Justice. It's typical from of what we've seen, you know, even just in the last session, but mm-hmm. mainly in the last year. Um, you know, when I was at the state convention last summer, I mean, he walked up on stage and was like, this here's my hatchet, this here's my tackle box. And that was like all he said about it and just held them the whole time. You know, he, this, this past session, he called my, uh, my state senator, Ryan Ferns, a poodle and he was a bear uh jim justice was a bear and he was gonna eat that ass like literally he said that on the radio i mean he uses the most bizarre metaphors and i think you know he 
somehow thinks it's a joke, somehow thinks that, you know, the people of West Virginia are going to relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, you know, ultimately, it's, it's kind of a slap in the face to those of us who care so deeply about the state and we are working uh, relentlessly to create the change that the people here need. And, you know, so when we see, yeah, he was right in vetoing that that budget bill. I mean, it was, right. it would have taken, taken, uh, you know, millions of dollars out of our, uh, you know, DHHR, um, you know, uh, medical insurance for our poorest people. It would have taken away millions of dollars from our higher ed. It would have, um, you know, put us below 15% of our rainy day fund, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, you know, just insane. So he did the right thing in vetoing it, but the the way that he goes about, you know, making these points is just, it's an embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, just from for just from the little that I've seen of him, uh, it does, it just seems like, I just like, I don't even know how, how I could ever be expected to take you seriously um, when you're acting like this, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's interesting. Um just just thinking about kind of like where things are with the work that needs been like what do you see what do you see like in the, the next you know several months like how do you see you know the movement and the work growing and and or maybe the like on the issues that matter locally right because I mean of course you know a lot of people are focused on resisting Trump and things like that but but just talking mm-hmm. about you know the issues with overdoses I know that there have been some we spoke about uh uh, some something that happened locally in terms of you know different measures that that your local community took recently in terms of dealing with mm-hmm. um, the drug situation that causes more harm than good. Um, right. So what challenges and what work? How do you see things unfolding going forward? There's a lot of uh, you know ch- uh, changes and initiatives that need to happen. Mm-hmm. So you know one of uh, one thing that. Um, I'm going to be spending a lot of time focusing on is finding people on a local level, not just people to run against your mansion, but people on all levels, you know, city council, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, to run in West Virginia. Um, I know Democracy for America is coming to visit soon, and I'm going to be traveling around with right. them, uh, introducing them to different people. Um, but, you know, I, I live in Weirton, West Virginia, which is up in the northern right. panhandle. And recently, uh, within the last month, my town, my town city council passed a, what they what they're calling an emergency ordinance, um, basically saying that anybody who appears to be under the influence or in a drug induced condition in public uh, can be arrested for up to thirty days and fined five hundred dollars. Um, not only is that unconstitutional, but they don't explain fully what a drug-induced condition means. Um, right. That could mean, you know, like I'm sitting in a parking lot right now with a coffee in my hand. You know, that is technically a drug-induced condition. Um, they also, you know, aren't considering the fact that a lot of uh, police forces don't have the training to distinguish between the behavior of somebody in a drug-induced condition versus the behavior of somebody who uh, has a mental illness or Mm -hmm. some sort of physical Mm -hmm. disability, and they don't even address that in the ordinance. 
Uh, it's very vague. It's very broad. And, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, quote unquote, get these drug addicts off the streets and get them out of the Walmart parking lots. But they're not, uh, you know, approaching it in a way that would provide help and wellness and, you know, healing for these people. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, we, a few of us from Weirton went to the city council meeting this past week and, you know, tried to, uh, you know, start that conversation with our city council members. Unfortunately, they were unwilling to listen to us. So, you know, we're kind of pursuing other measures at this point. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's just this kind of, you know, trying to pull the wool over people's eyes here in in our state that uh, we're just ready to see end. You know, the with this particular ordinance, um, normally you have to have a first reading and then a second reading uh, to have an ordinance passed. But here in Weirton, they have been, um, you know, <laughs> kind of doing their own thing. They They've been passing these ordinances in these emergency meetings, which only need a one reading, you know, and with a unit, mm-hmm. yeah, with mention. And uh, I, I responded to that post and I said, hey, <laughs> you're friends with the, with the person who's, you know, been trying to do that here. And, um, you know, I've been reaching out to you and I've been reaching out to, you know, other organizations to see uh, what help we can get here in West Virginia, because we are one of the poorest states. I am a a full-time student. You know, it's not like I have an endless supply of resources to be able to to go to every corner of the state and and really speak with everyone on a face-to-face level. Um, So, you know, I've been trying to reach out in that way to help us, um, you know, get the financial uh, help that we need. And then also you know, get the grassroots movement going as far as, uh, like I said before, both sides of the aisle, just really wanting to see Mansion go. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad we got to sit down and chat a bit today. Um, definitely want to circle back around yeah. in, in, in a bit to see kind of how things are going. So thank you for taking the time absolutely. to talk. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you for wanting to sit down with me. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the best thing, you know, the articles and, you know, we had the people pontificating and stuff. But the best thing I really do think is just talking to people on the ground who are actually experiencing mm-hmm. and engaging in these spaces, right, that we're saying need change. So... I mean, yeah. how can we help do things if we don't have a good sense of what's going on? So thank you for all you do. Uh, I appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Thank okay. you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Yep. Bye. Bye.